Okay. Hi, Michael. Hi, Shane. Hi. Uh, you know what this week was? What was this week? The first week of the EPL season. Oh, wow. Yes. So, back to my EPL highlights. So, Manchester United lost their first two games to Brentwood and Brighton Hove Albion. Is Brentwood in LA? No, it's not. Okay. Or, and it's also Brentford. I always keep calling it Brentford. Oh, okay. But Brentford sounds more British. It, it sure does. <laughs> and they've got Liverpool, Liverpool coming up this this coming week. Okay. They lost 4-0 today to Brentford, which is like, you know, it's kind of like if Alabama had their first game in college football and they lost to Vanderbilt. Oh, so I would like it. Yes, you would. Oh, great. Yes. Now, now Manchester United's having a bit of a down decade. Okay. <laughs> uh, everyone they, has a down decade. Everybody has a down decade every once in a while. They happen to be owned by the same uh, family that owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. Well, so the they're, they're, they're up and then they're down. They're up and they're down. You know, the, the, the Glazers aren't the best yeah. owners. And everybody in Britain that cares about Manchester United being good wants to get rid of the Glazers. They should. Yes. Makes sense. And why they own, why Americans own a British uh, soccer team is not clear I, to me. I think I have a hot take. Right, so if it's a British soccer team, they could make a rule that only Britons own it. Because I do think there's a bit of a... If they're going to make this whole thing of like, it's tied to your city and Correct. blah, then you probably want an owner with vested interests yeah. in the area. You'd think. Um, uh, my favorite, of course, uh, soccer team is Chelsea, and they were owned by a Russian oligarch and now owned by an American, so I have nothing to say about oh. any of this. Well, <laughs> pure upgrade. Yes, it was an upgrade, but it's not clear how good of an upgrade it was. <laughs> yeah, win some, lose some. Yeah. Um, but this is not a podcast about uh, the EPL, Surprising. even though I will talk about it every week and, until the next uh, season ends. Sure. But this is an MCU podcast. This is an MCU podcast. And this is a very special podcast. Why is this a very special podcast? Well, we're actually in the same location, as you can tell by the difference in audio quality yes i don't know if it's better or, or just different my hope is just different <laughs> I'll, I'll take different yes we're actually in the same room we're in a uh, lovely hotel room somewhere yeah um and uh this is the first time we've actually been in the same room to record yay pandemic <laughs> <laughs> um we started this podcast before the pandemic, like a month before the pandemic, <laughs> just a month. <laughs> um, so we didn't anticipate the pandemic, and we, you know, we were far away. We were using Zoom or whatever we were using before Skype. I don't even know whatever it was, but uh, Anchor, I think, was how we first started. I think that's the how Anchor we started. software. Yeah, and we couldn't see one another. It was very odd. Yeah, but and, and Anchor is like evil, I think. It yes, it's Spotify, and we yeah. kind of dropped them. Yeah. We are now hosted by Podbean. Yeah, I think that's right. But you can listen to us wherever. Yeah. Um, but what are we doing today? Well, today we are going to talk about our top five new characters in Phase Four. Phase Four. So Phase Four is a bit of a mixed bag. We talked about that last week. Um, so the rules that we have: no carryovers from Phase Three, Two, One. Has to be. Got to be a new character. Brand new. So we can't go, and no cheating. We can't like do like, oh, my best character is the T'Challa from What If that's, that's Star-Lord because it's a new character. No, it's not. That's T'Challa. It's cheating. Yes. Um, so it's got to be new characters. It's so, to cheating. To cheat. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, but we also have our trivia for the week. Let's start with our trivia for the All week. All right. 
So I'll start. Well, maybe you want to go one one, or do you want to go five five? We'll, we'll go one one. One one. Yeah. Okay. Here's a, here's a question for you. Which recording artist once teamed up with Punisher in the pages of the Vigilantes book? Oh my gosh. Teamed up with Punisher. Yes. All right. Gonna guess someone right wing. So I'm gonna say Ted Nugent. It's Eminem. Whoa! Yes, it's Eminem, Marshall Mathers himself. <laughs> Not who I would have picked. Mm-mm. Why would he... Maybe, is it the new version of Punisher that's like now with swords? No, it's a fairly recent version of Punisher, maybe okay. about 10 years ago. Yeah, so now new Punisher is definitely anti-cops that use the Punisher logo. Right, and that's like a concerted effort by Marvel and yeah. Disney to make that happen. And, I would argue, would be an effort by Frank Castle because he would hate those guys. Oh, he'd hate cops. Yeah. He doesn't like cops. With a passion. Yeah. It's kind of his thing. There's, there's a reason why he's going around killing people. Yeah. It's because the cops didn't do their job. Yep. That's, so. that's right. Oh, good question. All right. Uh, how many times did Vin Diesel record I Am Groot? Oh, this is a multiple choice. <laughs> Was it 100? Was it 1,000? Was it 10,000? Man, I wish I could do like the prices right thing and just be like one. No, um, I'm gonna say a hundred. Uh, it gets too low. The answer is a thousand. Okay. Roughly a thousand, and it's a. Uh, he recorded "I Am Groot" in several languages, including Russian, Mandarin, Spanish, Portuguese, German, and French. Hmm. So they could all use his real voice in every rendition of the film. It's hmm. a lot easier when you only have to learn one phrase <laughs> and three words. Yes. It reminds me of that uh, episode of The Simpsons where uh, it's the it's the was it Pookie Poochie Poochie yeah. Poochie episode where he meets the uh, the voice actor that that did uh, the Roadrunner, and she's and you're like oh meep I'm like no no, she just says beep, it's uh -oh. like N you mean beep beep no, beep they recorded it once and then just overdubbed <laughs> it to do the second one <laughs> every single time yes. <laughs> Um, okay, next question. Uh, how many MCU appearances does Scarlett Johansson have as Black Widow? Wow. Okay, that's a good one. You can almost count it. So I'm going to go... We're, oh, each movie counts, I would assume. So mm -hmm. you got your Iron Man 2. You've got your uh, Captain America 2. You've got uh, Avengers 1, 2, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. And then we have the Black Widow movie. So I'm going to say you got your seven. It's eight. Oh. So we got Iron Man 2. I think you missed Civil War. Oh, Civil War. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. missed Captain yeah. America 3. Captain America 3. So good yeah. question. That is, a good, that is a good question. All right. Uh, Iron Man. Mm -hmm. In the comics, makes his first appearance in 1963 in Tales of Suspense 39. What is the source of his powers? And I'll make this multiple choice. Is it ultra magnets? Is it microtransistors? Is it the arc light reactor? Or is it superconductors? So it's probably not the reactor because that's what he is currently. I'm gonna go superconductors. The answer is microtransistors. Microtransistors. The, wow. <laughs> the hottest technology in the '60s, the transistors. So we'll go micro. I have, I have, I have a Tony Stark origin question too. Okay. So that's going to be good coming up. Um, who was the first female superhero to appear in the title of an MCU film? Ooh, in the title. So I think that has to be Ant Man and the Wasp. 
Very good, very good. The Wasp. Yeah. Good question. All right. Uh, there is a fake Pietro or Pietro in WandaVision. What is his real name? Oh, gosh. It's the it's, it's mundane. It is very name. mundane. Oh, boy. What was his name? I'm so bad with names to begin with. I, I was telling you, like, I don't know any of the names from the Stranger Things show. Yeah. It's always just, oh, it's the hot guy or the girl with no hair or I'll, the I'll, I'll give you a hint. So, um, in Growing Pains, Kirk Cameron's best friend has a, a nickname. Mm-hmm. And it, it is the last name of this guy. Boner? It is Boner. Nice. <laughs> What's well, the first name? Oh. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember his it's first name. Ralph. Ralph, Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. <laughs> uh, I think from Growing Pains it was Stabone, right? Yeah. That's his last name? Sylvester Stabone is his full name. <laughs> and he goes, oh, who knew? <laughs> All right. Uh, in the comics, where did Tony Stark's origin story take place? Ooh. All right. So it wouldn't have been Afghanistan. Afghanistan, they, they retro... <laughs> They retrofitted it to be Afghanistan, even in the MCU. comics later on. Yeah, I'm gonna say six. Ooh, oh, which war would that have been? There's gotta be some war. Are we involved? I'm gonna say Korea. It's Vietnam. Oh, picked the wrong war. <laughs> All right. Uh, which of the New York boroughs is Steve Rogers from? Brooklyn. There you go. Wow, finally got one. Whew. Off the schneid. Uh, which character's sense of taste is so refined they can tell how many grains of salt are on a pretzel? Whoa. <laughs> First of all, useless power. <laughs> Absolutely useless. Although, could be a, a host of, along with uh, Guy Fieri. Sure, sure. Uh, Welcome to Flavor Town. All the flavors. All the flavors. <laughs> I'm gonna say Ant Man. It's Daredevil. Oh wow! Yeah, Daredevil is like super powerful when it comes to all of his uh, uh, extra sensory stuff. Other than I guess they had to add taste. taste. Yes. <laughs> Just like, well, can't forget that. Uh -huh. Like, let's see how useful this could be. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, and my last question: Pepper Potts is allergic to what fruit? Strawberries. There you go. And I, yes. I don't know how I knew that. That that was a plot point in the, the first movie. Okay. There we go. Oh, good good round of questions. Good yeah. round of questions. Good times. Okay. So we're going to do our top five characters from Phase 4. Yep. Um, uh, why don't... Why don't uh, I started with trivia. Why don't you start? I've got, a, I've got two fives. Sure. Because I'm a... I'm a okay. I'll start with my, my number five. My number five might be a violation of our rule, except for not really. Uh, it is the variant of Loki known as Sylvie. Right. That's a different character. And it's very Completely different. Yeah, different especially character. considering Different Sylvie, actor. Different yeah. actor in the comics. It's supposed to be a completely different character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought her appearance was pretty great. Most people really loved her. Uh -huh. uh, you want to see more of her? Yeah. Really I do love that Loki falls in love with himself. Of course, that's the best. Because that's what Loki does. Yep. Because he's the best yep. to himself. And uh, well, here's a question for Sylvie: Do you think after the Loki show they'll do anything else with the character? Well, 
there is a Loki season two that's right. currently filming, and she's in it. She's definitely in season two, but I mean, after the series of Loki is done. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I, I my guess is is they've got a lot on the coming down the pipe. Yeah. So I don't know that we're going to get like the the Sylvie standalone show. Yeah. But who knows? Sylvie Christmas special. <laughs> Lots of possibilities. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll be like an official Marvel MCU TikTok. Where it'll be just, <laughs> just Sylvie talking for like two minutes a day. Right, I'd watch know. that. Yeah, yeah I would too. Um, okay. Good, 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 good. So we are going to have some overlap. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with my 5A and 5B. Okay. I couldn't decide. So I've got a, my top five has a top six. So, you know, I'm an idiot. Um, so I went with Katie. From Shang-Chi. Okay. Uh, played expertly by Aquafina. Yeah. Uh, um, and my 5B is uh, Miss Marvel. Come on, mm. come on. Um, so I think Katie's great. Best comic relief so far we've seen in the MCU. Yeah. Like, just comic relief. She yeah. doesn't do, have any other purpose whatsoever. Well, she shoots arrows. Right. She shoots a very important arrow. She shoots yeah. a very important arrow, but eh, you couldn't know about that. I'm actually going to argue her shooting the arrow... Is almost also for comedy. It's a exactly. roundabout dig against at, 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 at Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah, it's like ah, this is the Learn best this thing. in like three hours. Yes, <laughs> it's a good thing that Hawkeye can do like three other things. Yeah, like he can fight a little bit. Yeah, and he's you know smart. Yeah, but yeah, otherwise trick it's arrows. It's got trick arrows. Yeah, he's got lots of technology. I'm not. Sure. Yeah. He didn't. Do you think he made the arrows that are trick arrows? Oh no, no. Hank Pym makes one of his arrows. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I also think that it's a really cool platonic relationship between the two main characters in yeah. that show, I mean that movie. Um, we haven't really seen that between characters of the opposite sex. Yeah. Um, that's kind of neat to see. Well, you, you get Black Widow and Hawkeye, right? They... Yeah, but that's such a minor part of the of the, the bits that they've been in. You, yeah. you know that they're important to one another. Right. And over the course of a saga, sure. Right. But like in, like, the one movie that they're in, like the, uh, the Avengers, we get to see that one scene of that. Yeah, yeah. This you get, you a know, full movie. Yeah, a full movie of them being friends. Yeah, and that's cool. Totally. I, I had uh, Katie listed in my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Miss Marvel, um, I know that she's on your list. Yeah. So we can talk about her now, but uh, well, let's the... combine because she's actually my number four. Okay, so we're uh, combine it number yeah. four, number five. Yeah. Um, is she the best casting that we've had for a character since Chris Evans? I think so. And so, to show how good a casting this was, I actually don't consider her show, although there's some really fun episodes, it's not one of the best shows. It's not. For, right? It's, like, not. It's, it's unfortunately uneven. However, the casting is so yeah. good yeah. with her and her mom and her dad. Mm-hmm. These are all characters I want to see again, even though the show itself was, was a hit and miss. It's a little hard to recommend, but except for when you see it, you want to see more of them. Yeah. And I think... She's one of the few characters that have, that's been cast in the MCU, and you can tell she wants to be there. Yeah, <laughs> and she's she's having a huge amount of fun, yeah. and she's like a fan. Yeah, not only is she a fangirl of all the other Avengers, she yeah. can, you can tell she's just a fan. This might be the opposite of Natalie Portman. <laughs> have you seen Thor four yet? Not yet. Okay. I, I'm waiting to see how enthusiastic she seems about being in this. She's much more enthusiastic in this movie than she was in any of the first two. But then again, I think she was waiting for a dental appointment in the first two. Yeah. 
Um, Low bar. Yeah. All right. So that was my number four. So we should do your. Okay, I'm number number four. I'm gonna go Mobius. Ooh. From uh, Loki. Uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Um, I am a big time sucker for any show or movie with weird bureaucratic mess. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Like I even liked like. I loved the books, uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. I even liked the movie. Most like people movie. didn't. No, I like that movie. Yeah. I think it's really I, solid. My favorite scene is like the scene where he's just like, oh, I'm British. I can queue. And he <laughs> just stands in line and just waits forever. Yeah. I, I just, I, I kind of dig that kind of stuff. And that's kind of the same kind of energy that this character brought. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the idea that he's kind of finding out what he is and who he was. Yeah. He has um, a nice little arc. Yeah. Uh, I listed him again under my honorable mentions. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I, I had a debate with myself how far up he could go. I really do like uh, the thing that we learned about him with the jet skis, mm-hmm. which, in the context of the shows, it makes you wonder: like, was he a jet skier before he right, or this? was like his dream to buy a jet ski, and then maybe that's his still his dream. Right, and he just doesn't realize that this is yeah. part of his being. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I will say, jet skis are, eh, they're all right. <laughs> you know, I've never ridden a jet ski. Yeah, they're fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure everyone in Florida, you guys just do yeah, it all the time. Yeah, you grow up on one. It's, it's like you get your jet ski and your alligator, and you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. Uh-huh. All right, so where are we at? Uh, number three. So okay. I'll do my number three. Uh, my number three was Kate Bishop. That is also my number three. How, 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 uh... Simpatico, we are. She's a top three character, right? Mm-hmm. From that's a, a that series is really good. That series is excellent. Um, I think that and the Loki show are the two shows that don't have any really down parts. You can just recommend those. They work as series. Mm-hmm. They work if you haven't seen too much of the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing you need to know with Hawkeye is that there is an MCU, like yeah. that there there are Avengers. You just need to. You know, that's all you need to know. And they had a big fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I think that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> you get everything else you need from the context of the show, including the musical. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And I, and I think in terms of the comic bases for shows that we've watched, seen so far, yeah. that's our favorite comic. The Mac Traction run on, yeah. on Hawkeye is yeah. great. Yeah. It's a little different, obviously. but right. um, and, uh, and her role has certainly increased in this particular version. But, um, and Haley Stanfield, she's just charming. Yeah, yeah. You know? Good um, actress, great good actress. actress. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's kind of endearing that she's got this weird fandom for the, the least important and useful <laughs> Avenger. And she is going to embody that now. She's not even that great of a fighter. She's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she can shoot stuff pretty cool and do stuff. stuff. But I think her biggest, like, power is going to be her kind of pithy sarcasm. And, yeah. You know that banter that she can have. It, like I love all the scenes with her and Florence Pugh. Oh yeah, are terrific. That that's tremendous, and it really shows the the, the difference in like ability, right? It's like mm-hmm. she's supposed to be, you know, top level college athlete. Florence yeah. Pugh is like world class assassin. Yes, exactly. So I thought that was really smart. A smart yeah. pairing, right? Mm-hmm. And, I do like yeah. one thing. I do like is that they haven't they haven't gone to the well of. Everybody's got a super soldier formula yet. Yeah. That's coming, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope they don't do that. Just, yeah. just stick with the... Because they did it a little bit in the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, yeah. but all those characters died, yeah. presumably. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I mean, through the comics, the super soldier formula becomes like the ultimate Marvel MacGuffin, right? Exactly. It's like, oh, this guy is really strong. How did he get strong? Oh, just a version of the super soldier formula. Well, even the Hulk is like, he was trying to figure out the super soldier formula. Yes, exactly. Like, really, all roads tie back to that. Yeah. It's like, come up with something else, guys. Yeah. And and that, the great thing about the comics originally is that they did have different sources. Right. They only retcon that stuff just to make it everything fit in yeah. the same world. and. You don't always need to make it fit. I feel like that's a fanboy thing. That yeah. Some fanboys are so into this. Like, it would be really cool if they all fit. But maybe someone should tell them, it might be cool if they don't fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, I think it's, a, you know, you get a lot of this with um, a lot of the people that really didn't like the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yeah. And it's like, because it, it kind of retconned some stuff and it kind of made things not yeah. fit as seamlessly as it should have. And it's like... It was kind of cool to see Obi-Wan Kenobi fight Darth Vader again. Yeah, maybe we just do that. <laughs> like, Why is that so bad? Yeah. I'm allowed to like that. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed it. We, I, should, we should be allowed to like things. Yeah. I think that's the takeaway here. Yeah. Now, if something is disjointed and doesn't fit, not everything was that was perfect about that Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Certainly. There were some boring parts. And uh, I don't quite understand all of the powers that he got at the end <laughs> where he got stronger all of a sudden. But... I'm willing to look past that because it was, again, it was cool. Yeah. He said hello there. <laughs> he did the pointing thing. With the, it was cool. <laughs> Anyhow, Kate anyway. Bishop. <clears throat> Kate Bishop. Uh, <laughs> different than the comics character, I'll are you? Mm-hmm. She's like more, I mean, she's rich in both of them. I feel like the, the rich <laughs> backstory is kind of a bigger thing. Yeah. Uh, here, you know, still, still quippy, like a little mm-hmm. witty. I feel... Maybe just where we see her in her arc. Like yeah. We're seeing her at the beginning. Yeah. She is a jaded character in the uh, comics. She's very much like a yeah. Jessica Jones style. Gets her detective agency going. Yes, yes. I hope that happens too. And I hope there's a, a crossover between her and Jessica Jones. And they can try to out, you know, um, brood one another. <laughs> I don't know. See, what, what we've established with the character so far, seeing the brooding Kate Bishop doesn't feel right. Right, yeah, no, she needs to be a little happier. Yeah. But, yeah. Great character. Number three. All right, that, that So was we're the, at number two now. Yeah, number two. So I'll do my number two, because that was both of our number threes. Okay. Uh, number two, I have uh, Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness. She's my number one. So let's just go ahead and talk about her. Yeah. Um, She sings a song. Yeah. It's a great song. awesome. <laughs> and everyone loved the song. Everyone loved the song. It's only about 30 seconds long. Yeah. Uh, she killed a dog. Yeah, that's which makes her really bad. Super bad. You, you, good guys never kill dogs. Yeah. I think they needed to do that just to establish that she's the villain. Yeah. Even though Wanda's kind of the villain. Wanda's the villain. <laughs> Wanda's the villain. Now that we've got the movie, she's, mm, she's Wanda's definitely bad. Cool. But Agatha also bad. But Agatha is also bad. There could be two bads. True. And two bads don't make a good, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got a song. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, you made mention of it earlier. She makes the greatest dad joke in the MCU thus far. The the little fake Pietro. 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 Yeah. That's great. That is pretty awesome. I laughed out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty great. I think also with Agatha, this was our first time seeing Marvel as a show. And I think most people were following it week to week, mm-hmm. not really understanding how this was going to pan out. And, it was so weird. And we didn't know where she was going to be, right? We see that it's a really great actress, but she easily could have been the neighbor the whole time. Yeah, and just just been the neighbor. Right, and they get little hints that, like, oh, wait, was that my line? Like, that she's a little different mm-hmm. than everyone else. 
Yeah. And uh, this is I really love the, the scene where she's like, do you want me to do that again? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. In the 80s workout clothes. Mm-hmm. So perfect. The perfect next door neighbor. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if we go back to when this came out, it was... Uh, kind of the first big show that kind of came out during the pandemic. Yeah. We were all still stuck at home. Um, and it was kind of the first new content. Yeah. And so memeable. Yes. Like like her her wink yeah, is going to go down as a top 20 meme yeah, of all that's, time. Like, it's, a, it's a great Marvel meme. Yeah. Um, and she just, she just murders every scene yeah. that she's in. Um, I think actually her performance probably hurt Elizabeth Olsen in like some of the awards stuff. Probably, yeah. Because Elizabeth Olsen's really good in this show. Yeah. But Catherine Hahn was just better. She steals the show. Yeah. And uh, I think, this is another thing, at the start of the show, everyone's like, hey, it's Catherine Hahn. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I recognize her. And she's cool. And then by the end of the show, Step you're like, Catherine Hahn is yeah. like all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you follow Catherine Hahn's career, she's got lots of these little things like you know she's got a small role in Step Brothers. it's an amazing role. it's an amazing role <laughs> she's got a small role in parks and recreation yes that's that's like an amazing role she yeah. just like she steals scenes with amy polar that's hard to do yeah that's hard to do um but uh yeah so she's my number one you're number two yeah so i think your number one and my number two are the same yeah so 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 my number one is yelena yelena belova yeah uh, played expertly by florence pew 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 um, she's the best thing about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was, I mean, we talked about it in length. Um, it, that the, movie the was... Crimson Gar, the Crimson, uh... Guy, yeah, he's good too. He's, he's pretty cool. Um, but she's, she's excellent. Yeah. And, and it's a movie that does the non-action scenes really, really well. Yeah. And I think that's really cool having this character who's going to be largely an action hero. Yep. in the upcoming phases be someone that can really nail the quiet parts she nails the quiet parts and yet for the comedic parts she's effectively breaking the fourth wall without breaking the fourth wall right because she makes fun of uh natasha's kind of superhero <laughs> landing what a poser yeah <laughs> everything's so great her, her terrible russian accent is great yeah i think it's actually not that terrible it's a little cartoony yeah. It's a little, come Natasha, we must get moose and squoil. Yeah, that's but uh, <laughs> um, that's that's the only Russian accent that I can do. I can only do Boris from from the Rocky and Bullwinkle show, which totally dates me. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we're Gen Xers. Sure. So, yeah, she's just a great character. Uh, it was great to see her again. We get a double dose. Yes, we get we her get in her. Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, she's at the and you know I think she's going to be a big part of. She's going to be a big part of the Earthbound phase five and six. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, Thunderbolts, Captain America 4, whatever she, wherever she pops back up. Yeah. They're definitely going to use more of her. Marvel's smart. Mm-hmm. They are. She's kind of a star. Like, if you've yeah. seen her in other things, she's really good in Little Women. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've seen her in that she was really good in. I cannot remember. Yeah. Well, she, she's just like a known commodity mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. in time. And hey, Marvel signed her up early. Yeah. So she's stuck on a, probably a crappy contract that she'll renegotiate in two years. <laughs> and she'll be making $25 million a movie. Give her all the money. Um, but yeah, and I think she's clearly going to fill that MCU role of damaged assassin turned hero. Yeah. That, uh, that her sister had. So it's good. I was also thinking in the series, 
when we get to see her returning from the blip. So one of the best things that they yeah. did with the series, mm-hmm. the TV series, is uh, really fleshing. And that's out. in the Hawkeye series. Yeah, this is in the Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah, fleshing out like in the movies, <laughs> blips coming back from the blip, just a good thing, right? Yeah, a big heroic moment. Yeah, yeah, that's why we get the portals thing that yeah. everyone references, which was also very memeable. But, but yeah, I mean, between that one and uh, the scene of Monica Rambeau coming back, yeah, from uh, in in WandaVision. yeah. Um, I think were really powerful scenes to kind of show like there's a terror in this. <laughs> this kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> if you're actually there, that really sucked. Yeah. Um, it was great if you came back to another planet where you're just surrounded by superheroes and then yeah. you get to, you know, continue fighting the fight you were just fighting. Or you're like a magician. Like, yeah. Or <laughs> you're a magician and you just go, oh, magician. Oh, it's magic. Yeah, come on. <laughs> hey, Wong, portal us up. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, when you're, you know, if you're surrounded by people that you care about, but then for these folks, they weren't, they were in buildings where five years had passed yeah. and it was awful. I just love that she was in the bathroom Yeah, and uh, comes out and like the woman's all changed. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is different. And, yeah. uh, and we know as an audience what happened. Right. Uh, I do wonder how people who are, I'm sure some people watched Hawkeye without having fully immerse themselves in the MCU. So mm-hmm. that must have been a little weird, although really cool. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder... So, and that brings up sort of a, a, a question. It's something I read earlier this week. Are we going to... Like 10 years from now in the MCU, because I'm assuming since they're printing money, they're yeah. going to be making movies 10 money years Money makes now. things go around. Is it still going to be necessary to care about what happened in Iron Man 2? Oh, gosh. In, in the year 2024. <laughs> you know, like, where, where, where are we going to be in that sort of cycle where do we need to care about the implications of the Sokovia Accords? Right. So, I have a thought that they, if they're smart, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, we'll have better technology where, you know, you could just click on a thing. So it might, like the comics that has the little asterisk editor's note, as seen yeah. in Tales from Suspense, number right. 39. Maybe we'll have a little picture-in-picture, picture and like, all right, you want, would you like to know more? And mm-hmm. we'll show you the yeah. all you need in a little Sure, that would be great for, like, at-home experience, but, like, the in-theater experience? Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think more and more things are directed towards in-home. Sure. And they'll just sort of gloss. But I also think, you know, with the exception of uh, Tom Cruise... MCU is really keeping the movie theater business alive. That's true, yeah. And, you know, Spider-Man... For, for everything that we're talking about with these new um, uh, characters in the, this phase of, of Marvel... Yeah. Spider-Man 3... Or, yeah, 3, what was it? Uh, no Way Home. That was the biggest movie ever. Or yeah, one of them. that was gigantic. Um, and they're not going to throw that... Those mo- that money away. They're right. not throw the opportunity to make that kind of money. And yeah. even like the Eternals made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Shang-Chi made a lot of money. Thor 4. Thor 4 made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and they're going to keep, they're going to want to keep making money, Michael. That's <laughs> yeah. my point. Um, I think they're going to continue to make movies that they can release in theaters. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's an interesting question going forward. Like, so James Bond. Yeah. You don't need, you, you can watch Daniel Craig in his most recent, recent version of James Bond and not have to have seen right. you know Sean Connery in Dr. No right so no continuity so mm-hmm. that's possible that you so just did they just 
reboot s- reboot every decade or so? Or do they just continue to tell stories and be like, okay, well, that stuff happened, but it happened a long time ago. You don't need to worry about it. I think I like the approach of, like, you don't have to know, but it's an Easter egg if you do. I think that is actually the best approach, where you mm-hmm. get a, an extra bit of understanding. Because to this point, like in this show, there's no context. Yeah, zero. There's zero context, and you just, you know if you've seen everything that, oh, okay, she blipped out of existence for five years right. and then came back. Um, will they keep like I think they're going to keep telling blip stories yeah because there's a lot of characters that we still haven't seen coming up right that got blipped yeah that have a backstory of their blip right right like you know we're going to have a Black Panther movie several people got blipped like Shuri got blipped yeah um uh Ant-Man and the Wasp the Wasp was blipped yeah Pym was blipped so was uh, Janet Van Dyne they were all blipped yeah I just I'm gonna stop saying blipped, but uh, <laughs> I do wonder like what what's the context in which they're gonna be able to tell those stories. It's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, and, well, it also seems like other than um, uh, Doctor Strange two, most of the storytelling has been the TV shows expect you to know a lot of context. The movies did not. No. Like almost every movie, they're less context or only movie context mm-hmm. and uh, that was a point where a lot of people complained about Doctor Strange 2 it was like wait why is Wanda yeah. so evil like that experience is way better having seen WandaVision right sure 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 more people understand or more people have seen the movies than they have seen the Disney Plus shows right because um, they're just the audience is just bigger right um, but yeah I mean because then you run the risk of we're just doing these movies for an increasingly smaller audience as you keep going forward yeah and that doesn't that doesn't seem to make more money so i don't think they'd want to do that yeah it Um, doesn't but they're gonna have some difficult decisions i think in how they're gonna tell stories because if they start to go for a broader audience right then you're gonna get a lot more of the well actually yeah uh dudes that are just gonna be like this happened already why are we doing this again this is boring you know that kind of thing yeah, and it, well, it also makes me think of the Star Wars movies, where I, going into the third, episode three, mm-hmm. I was like, who is this guy, this robot dude? And then, like, I was with some Star Wars people next to me, like, literal Star Wars people that work on movies. But anyhow, I was like, no, didn't you see the Clone Wars cartoon show? I was like, no. And, like, did I have to? <laughs> no, I like Star Wars, but, like, I didn't think it was assigned yeah. viewing. And this was at the time when the only way to see it was to make sure you had T-voted Right. Like, seeing it was actually tricky. And, like, I, I watched several episodes, but I didn't get to see all of it. Right. And uh, I actually really didn't like that for the Star Wars movies, the prequels. I, I didn't like that the only way to appreciate it was to have this extra context. Yeah. And I think that's that's something, certainly, that the Star Wars universe is doing as they expand. Yeah. They're crossing over. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of, like, in the Obi-Wan show, there's all kinds of references to, like, the Rebel show yeah. that was a good show and the Clone Wars that I think um, is fair though. That's like TV on TV. TV on TV violence. <laughs> but when you cross over, because I think I do think there's a nice line to make where you just don't assume that people saw. Well, it. and that's what uh, for the most part, Lucas did that with the prequels. Right. Like there was like there was there was the Clone Wars were happening, and there wasn't a lot of like crossover. Right. Then um, you hit Episode Three, and then you opened with this thing with like, who the hell is this guy? It has like, zero yeah. context. Yeah. That was a, 
Yeah, that was a weird thing because they, they did that in the second one too with Count Dooku. It's like all of a sudden Count Dooku is this bad guy. Yeah, this is dude. Yeah, yeah, did not like that. Well, I mean, I think, and maybe we should end on this point. The prequels were bad. <laughs> That's true. Maybe we shouldn't keep comparing. And them to very and, bad <laughs> and uh, they should have kept Darth Maul as the bad guy f- going forward for three movies. You know, George Lucas. Here, not that it matters anymore, but he should have taken his own advice where he had the same villain first three I know exactly. the middle three movies <laughs> the first yeah. three movies he made yeah same, same bad guy idea. Good idea. kept in bad guy Darth Vader one of the great villains in movie history yeah and you know he could count. have had it again Darth Maul yeah. was a great setup and General Grievous is not no not at all and Count Dooku is even sure. worse yeah and it's and it's they got freaking what's his name Christopher Chris Lee Lee yeah who was like Saruman? He was a great Dracula. Yeah, he's a he's a badass. Yeah. So anyway, I think we're done. We are done. Uh, I had one note about. What was my, your no note? My my note is I I realized my top five ended up being all women. Yeah, mine was four of the five, only Mobius. Yeah. I did talk to my son and asked him because I you know I we we shared each other's top five. Yeah. And. I asked him because he t- tends to have a little bit more of a chauvinistic view of everything. Yeah. Because he's t- 13 now. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. I know. Crazy. Um, but I asked him, I was like, okay, who's your f- top five just phase four only uh, MCU characters? Because he loves the MCU too. And at first thing, he's like, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. Sounds like a kid. So uh, I, you know, pressed and pressed and pressed. And he gave me Shang-Chi. Okay. In, in, um, in my honorable mentions. Yeah. He gave me Shang-Chi. Uh, he said... Uh, he he really liked the Miss Marvel show. Okay. So he liked Bruno. I like Bruno too. Yeah. yeah. But we're not supposed to talk about Bruno. We are not. Apparently. So. Didn't make a list. Um, and what was the... Did he tell me anything else? I want to say he told me one other character that was, that was, in, that was also male. Because he mm-hmm. tends to go very male because he's still identifying with male characters. Sure. Mostly. Um... But, uh, uh, but yeah. maybe not surprisingly the opposite in my family <laughs> yeah there you go um, and that might I mean I, I tend to be I tend to gear towards female heroes in general well I think also this is hinting at um, for a long time in the MCU your only female character was Black Widow right I know Marvel has been trying to like hey we should we should spread this thing out mm-hmm. and so they probably made a concerted effort to make more female characters just because it makes sense right? sure like, sure and they've got a lot of them now, and yep. we haven't, guys, we haven't even opened the X Men. I know, which has a ton of great characters. Yeah, right. and female characters. Right. Um, and I wonder if we're going to get, if they're going to change the name, and that's going to piss people off. I feel like that's not that important to change the name. But I also, not, I also don't think it's necessarily important if they do or not. Yeah. That's not why they're compelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to think that that's actually the big thing, because again, 10 years from now, no one will know. No, I know. I know. Because a lot of the talk has been like, oh, we're, it's going to be the mutants. Yeah, all right. Which is fine. Cool. But then there's going to be a lot of people who are like, they're the X-Men! Yeah. No! They renamed a lot of things, man. I know. That's a... I know. So, well, that's, that was the, the original like hatred of Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> because it's all of a sudden, she wasn't Captain Marvel for most of, of her existence, no. Carol Danvers. She was Miss Marvel. <laughs> As if people actually care about that. <laughs> So my other honorable mentions, I had a uh, I had similar I had Shang Chi and Katie together. Um, I 
couldn't put Shang-Chi up there. I thought about it, but he's not the best character from his own movie. He's not the... F- he's maybe the fourth best. Yeah, so he really Katie, can't Katie, be there. his father, yeah. and Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Because that. Michelle Yeoh is the top three character of any movie she's ever been in. Yeah. Doesn't matter which movie it is. And not even... I couldn't list him as a uh, recurring... Well, because he wasn't new. Yeah. He was introduced in Iron yeah. Man 3. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a uh, fake, uh, mm-hmm. fake Mandarin. Was Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, so the, my, that was an honorable mention for me. America Chavez. Yes, she was really cool in, in Multiverse of Madness. I feel like the only the only problem I have with that is they don't give her a lot to do. Yeah, so the, I couldn't justify it. She was a cool character, though. Because that's really, that's that's Elizabeth Olsen's movie. Now, now, this one I really thought about and couldn't justify it. Kang. Yeah. Kang could easily have made it, but the one, what, what's his name in Loki? It's technically it's not Kang. Yeah, it's, it's the one. Who, the one who at the end, the yeah. one who, the one who exists, or something. Yeah, like the that. one who exists yeah. at the end. Um, and talk about a scene like we, we talked about with uh, with uh, Catherine Hahn, yeah. like stealing every scene. That's He's that's still... the coolest end of a scene of a show. That's... <laughs> he might have stolen the series with yeah. one episode. Yeah, with one episode, and we we've talked about this, but like. The show ends with just three people talking in a room. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I could not justify, though, Yeah. putting, putting him in the top five others. with only being in one episode. You know, I think I think the one thing that, that we've that has definitely occurred with uh, Phase 4 is while, while there have been mixed bags of, like, projects being 100% great, they've produced some great moments. Oh, yeah. Like, like Multiverse of Madness has some really great moments in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know when when Wanda destroys the Illuminati, basically. Yeah. That's a great moment. Yeah. Of a, of a movie of a movie that's you know, that's good. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Um. You know, Spider-Man: No Way Home is a great movie, but it also has just amazing moments. Yeah. Um. The self-awareness I think that you're getting from the, the movies I think is also really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've. Uh, I think we've. One more. One more. One more. One more. Honorable mention. And again, I couldn't do it. Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. He's the original, like, they were going to make him the black Captain America. Right. And again, I couldn't justify it because while it was the best episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, he's really only in it for like half an episode, too. Yeah. But that was really cool. Yeah. And that's a really, of the, of the shows, I think that's the weakest of the D plus shows that have yeah. so far. But has a super high moment. Yeah. <laughs> Several super high well, moments. Well, and I think that's the case with all the shows. They all have really high moments. Like, Moon Knight is kind of a mesh show. Yeah. But that that episode, was it five, where it's just Isaac talking to himself? That's the whole great. Episode, that's a great episode. Yeah. I don't know if that's a character that's going to work in the MCU at all. No, but I'm glad, we, I'm glad we got it. I'm glad we got what we got. That was fun to watch, mm-hmm. as flawed as the show was, but it was like, it's a fun watch. And it's actually, stands alone so well that you could just say like, hey, I know you like this kind of stuff, go watch. For the right kind of person, sure. it's a really good show. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't require, it's one of the nice shows that doesn't require any MCU knowledge. Yeah, it's actually self-contained, and you can imagine that. Whenever they do their world-ending event, they're like, "This world is in its own bubble," and like, "You people go enjoy that," mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's its own self-contained thing. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We finally ended. We finally, after many attempted endings, <laughs> aborted endings, we like to call them. All right. Well, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Michael. <laughs>